Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Dungeons and Flagons' one-year anniversary. Woo! Yay! I'm Sean. I'm your dungeon master, one year older. I'm Jess, your dungeon cat, Asla, one year older. I'm JD, your dungeon cleric, Locrian. I think de-aged nine years or something like that. So, so eight years so. older. Yeah, so, I'm quite a bit younger. So, so eight years younger. That's, yeah, eight that's years younger. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm TJ, your dungeon gnome, Jimmy the Goat Opeshi. And this is a, what, what are we calling this? A, a year anniversary retrospective? Yeah, that's a good fit. All right. Sure. I'm going to. A, a one year retrospective on broadcasting our Dungeons and Dragons game. Slash a two-year anniversary of from when we started playing because we have a backlog. Yes, yep. yes, we do. Sean, can you get closer to your mic? How's this? Oh, it's just yeah, like at the beginning of COVID. I love it. Here we go. No, I'm being completely sarcastic. Uh, I'm not getting any audio through the system. It's the computer microphone that I'm hearing. <laughs> oh, oh, no. oh, is it even on? <laughs> One year of and publishing, four. two years of recording, and we're still... Well, what's hilarious is that the, the, it's the same audio quality of the podcast that came out last week. The microphone. <laughs> exactly. Whoa. There it is. This, there we go. Oh. This episode, this retrospective, much like our actual podcast, will have terrible audio quality in the beginning and then magically get better. Yes. Magically. As I cast a spell of sonorous simpatico. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be weird because, first of all, I am not going to do my character voice during, the, during this whole thing. I'm just going to talk as TJ. So That's what you think. That, uh-oh. <laughs> if you could see my face, I blanched. I have specific questions for everybody, but we'll get to those. Okay. Um, yeah, we're doing a... A retrospective, one year of podcasting, and one year of listeners eagerly anticipating what we're going to do next mm-hmm. and having questions. And I'm sure you all have questions as well for everybody. So we'll have a grand old time just chatting about the things that we do in our free time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I have a question to start it all off, and it's actually yeah. going to go back to episode one. Sean, how prepared were you mentally? Like, did you go into this thinking, I'm going to have to put up with a lot of shenanigans? Uh, not... Well, I was anticipating that everyone would be beginners with Dungeons and Dragons because we pretty much all were beginners uh but i was not anticipating the level of active malicious intent that continued (laughs) to crop up uh specifically when i'd be like here's a character that you guys can work with and then everyone would be like no screw that small child who ran down the road (laughs) why should we trust him yelling for help (laughs) <laughs> oh boy I believe that was everyone's first reaction to Zeke Except for Jess Who immediately was like 
No, I trust the small halfling child. Tell us what's wrong. Well, I always wanted to help things. That's true. I just... What are you yelling about? <laughs> well, well, and that episode had the first uh, glimpse of what was to come with Sean as as Zeke yelling, kill the fucking monsters, please. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, that it all started with 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 me rolling a bar- a barrel down as subterfuge. Yep, yep. <laughs> I um I probably put too much effort that first adventure into like elaborate backstories of characters and trying to like plot out like every possible contingency, and then it was just like no, no, they're they're gonna find the third rail and... <laughs> every, <Anyway>. time. <laughs> every time, every <laughs> time. Remember the 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 cold breeze in the cave? Oh my god. That was oh just god. for atmosphere, but we were all like, exactly. "Oh my god." Yeah. Oh, oh my right. god, the elaborate investigation. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> like, no, it's just for mood. Come on. <laughs> but was, then Yeah, there was cold breeze and then there was that that ship when we found yep. the wreck of a pirate ship. <laughs> You can't give us can't give us too much uh, too many things to play with, or else we're gonna play with them. But it's like we solve like little riddles and puzzles like that, you know, just yeah. like super quick. But then we hyper fixate on a weird detail. Excuse me, <laughs> I, was... I seem to recall a lengthy time in front of that door uh, in the Raven Queen Temple. Yeah, but I'm that got still opened. Not with sure how we solved that sarcasm. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that I just kind of threw my hands up and been like, "Yeah, that that's a way to. That, that's how you do it." <laughs> we opened it with sarcasm and smearing blood on it. <laughs> Technically speaking, okay. Um, peeking behind the screen. I yeah, this is appropriate for this. Yeah. Um, yeah. What I had plotted out was, um, the door said um, something to the effect of, uh. Death takes all. So when it was saying, what do you offer to the Raven Queen? It was, you guys were supposed to say like everything and just like, just say that and the doors would open. Um, But you guys made this huge elaborate ritual of like smearing blood on it and being like, oh, the God of death desires death. Here's blood. (laughs) Here you go, your majesty. Yeah, fine, yeah. <laughs> Which would, uh, spoilers. Oh, well, yeah, people will see that later on, but exasperated gods, apparently that's going to be a, a recurring theme. Yes. I love exasperated gods because that's the way I feel. If there is one, that's what's going on. Just like, God <laughs> damn it. Me, damn also- it. <laughs> Just for, like, the listener's reference point, technically speaking, we're about an adventure ahead of what you guys are listening to um, in terms of, like, how we're uh, recording the sessions versus releasing them. Just because of, like, the sheer amount of post-production work that TJ and JD put into things, like, all of those, like, crazy soundtracks and, like, the insane Cowboy Bebop music and stuff like that, like... (laughs) 
insane. It, it is so much crazy work. And mad props to you, dude, for like putting all that into it. Really? Amazing. JD is amazing. Yeah. And like all of like the post-production, uh, like balancing and like taking our crappy audio and making it sound good. Yeah. Yeah. You do, yeah. you do, you do a bangerang job there, man. I, I, uh, you know, I cut it, I cut it down for time and you, you, you make us sound good. So that's, <laughs> oh, it, it, this is a group effort and y- Absolutely. It's, Entirely. it's, it's, you're, you're indispensable. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Amazing. Both of you and you TJ, like the skills that you guys have and the amount of work you guys put into this. I mean, I'm just along for the ride. I mean, basically. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, yeah. and I'd like to, I wish I, I wish there were a lot, there was a lot more, there's a lot more in my head that just needs to be made, but um, yeah, just tooting your horns. All of you <laughs> tooting them right away. Right. Nice and loud. Thank you. Oh, we're going to have to put the explicit tag on this one. Yeah. yeah. I, there have been like two episodes that haven't gotten that tag, and I'm not sure why, because <laughs> we definitely swore. I may one. have accidentally not put it on there while I was quickly <laughs> uploading it. That's a, about it. <laughs> okay. But I'll, I'll, I'll go in and fix that. Because, <laughs> yeah, I had, I had people today ask me, um, you know, I was talking about uh, about this, how... You know, I, I had to go and set up so we could record, and they're like, "Oh, what are you what are you recording?" I say, "Oh, it's a it's a D and D podcast." And I, oh, awesome! Um, can can our kids listen to it? Ah, and I probably not. I looked at them and I said, "Can can they handle a normal conversation with me?" Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's good. That's good. Um, yeah. 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 yeah, 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 and and then they they sort of stopped and thought about it and said, maybe I'll listen first. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's for the best. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did I did use um you know some good discretion and delete the one C bomb that I had dropped. <laughs> Oh, okay. Good. I did delete that. Um, I don't even remember it. It was early. It was early in season one, and somebody was being one, and I called them out on it. Uh, Was it a no? (laughs) No, it may have just been a guard. Okay. No, it was a pirate. It was one of the pirates. Oh, my God. That's early. That's (laughs) way too early for that. Oh, God. Yeah. You got to save that for act two. <laughs> so, yeah, that, get one. God. that did get deleted. So <laughs> there have been there have been a couple spots or bits that I've been like, I could keep this in. I'm I'm going to probably take this out, though. <laughs> Everyone's pretty drunk. Let's just say this never existed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, Mostly I, when we get very excited. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm thankful that that after really the first season, the first half of the first season, we started doing one episode a night. 
so that I could remember the recaps at the beginning of the next episode. <laughs> yes, yes, that that was a problem earlier on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which that's actually been uh, a big thing for us recording uh, more recent episodes is our schedule has... <laughs> you, you hearing the dog? Weezy? Yeah. Is that Wheezy? Yeah. That is Wheezy. Yeah. Um is yeah our our production schedule we're now recording either weekly or bi-weekly whereas before it was like well i'm in this show and then sean right. and jess are mm -hmm. in that show so yeah. maybe sometime in the next three months we'll get together yeah mm -hmm. there were quite a few gaps i think the green flame lighthouse the first part of that series um like the first three episodes like you guys getting to the lighthouse it actually itself was probably five months oh jeez! <laughs> yeah and that's like four episodes yeah yeah so it was always just like okay where are we what did we do last time oh man who are we well, fighting well that's something is that we if you listen back to those old episodes we don't remember anyone's name we don't remember <laughs> nope. where we're going we remember nothing yeah. now we still don't really remember <laughs> yeah. but we're a lot closer <laughs> that, you're in the right ballpark that's now. yeah yeah that's it, it, we know it's we know it's the horizon something but we're just yeah, but even even now even now um like we recorded what that horizon front stuff we recorded that back in september uh september yeah 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 Oh, August, like September pretty, of 2000. It was pretty consistent. It was like every week you guys were going through this adventure that we're in right now. And, and could yeah. not remember the name of the Freedom Fighters slash terrorist group. Which made me feel great. Yeah. Uh, I, I, think, I think one of my favorites. World building that they could just like slip in underneath people and like the name just evaporates from their mind <laughs> yeah. as soon as they're gone. Yeah, and I even now I'm like, oh, but I think my favorite one that we came up with, just off the cuff rename of them was Sudden Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a whole. Thing. <laughs> oh my god! Well, because I think I think what happened was Sudden Dawn came up. Yep, and then. It was such a funny moment because we had, we just all accepted it when you said that. We were like, yeah, of course, sudden dawn. That's that's yeah. what it's always been. And Sean corrected us in a very, like, I've worked hard on this. You will respect what I'm saying kind of way. And so those two names are equal in my mind now. Yeah. 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 Note to self, make rival revel organization. <laughs> but it's 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 like it's like life of Brian, you know, the, the people's front of Judea, the Judean no, people's, people's front. front. <laughs> yeah, sudden dawn, and I think sudden dawn came back in a in a very recent episode. Like, yeah. like we said sudden dawn, and somebody else said, "You mean the Horizon Front?" <laughs> yeah, that's Did it. That that's the that's the one. Yeah. Yeah, that happened in the last episode. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I think part of it is also I 
take notes during our game, but my yeah. notes are so scattered because I don't know what's going to be important and what's not going to be important because that gust of wind, not important, yeah. turns out. <laughs> I I do love when you recite those notes and we get like little snippets of like, oh, that has no bearing on anything, but I'm glad it was noted. Yeah, like there's some things that like it's good that I like the sunk cost. I don't I didn't need to write down the name of his ship, but I did. Yeah, that I'm was glad all, I that did. Was good, good, good. And then there's just random things. This was a note to myself that I wanted to remember: banana sword, and I circled it. But <laughs> banana sword. Yeah, I had an idea during the game that I wanted to make a banana sword. And I never actually did it. That's great. Oh. That's great. But that brings me to one of my favorite running jokes. Friggin' banana daiquiris. <laughs> Fucking banana daiquiris. Uh. Yes. Like, and that started like early. That was like season one, episode two was the first reference yeah. to a banana daiquiri. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, um, I I had almost had to pull over when I was driving into work, and that part of the episode came up where the the faulty bluff check occurred, <laughs> and oh Mr. Silver, is all, yes. as the portraying Mr. Silver, is all I don't love this. <laughs> what is this? Get back here! Just Mr. Silver is Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what is with the daiquiri? I, I love just I, I love that you're able to have those giant ridiculous things like faux Mr. Silver, but you managed yeah. to sneak one last jab in at him. Like and like it was like <laughs> the next episode. We're leaving and we run into Mr. Silver and you're like, try the daiquiri, and you like fucking just bounce. <laughs> It was such a quick moment. And I loved it. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. That was a wonderful little play out. Yep. That whole thing. Like, I think my favorite battle so far was was against what we the what we lovingly have called. The Cronenbergs. Oh, oh the my Cronenbergs. God, gross! Hate them. That was. I, I, if I had known that you guys would react so vehemently against gibbering mouthers, ah, was it just the description of them, <laughs> or the fact that they're made out of people? Well, probably the fact that they're made out of people, because that's what the description of them implied, and that's what was disturbing. <laughs> Yeah, and then but then the picture didn't help any. <laughs> no. To be no. to be fair, I did elaborate on what the dungeon um the monster manual describes them as. They're yeah. they're not quite that. Yeah. I would um for Dungeon Masters at home, I was using the stats of a different monster and then just adding flavor on top of it to make it more distinct. Ooh. A handy trick to make monsters memorable for your crew. Yes, and that flavor was Ipecac. Yep. <laughs> Um, that was actually one of my questions. What was your favorite fight that we've had so far? Oh, yeah. So that one, um, and yeah, that fight, and then the Severed Head Muppet Show. Oh, God. Yeah. That, yeah. that was a moment where I was just like, oh, God, what have I done? 
Yeah. Yeah. I was really drunk that night. (laughs) (laughs) I think one that sticks out to me from ones that people have actually heard at this point, just because it was such a, a clusterfuck, was when we got attacked while we were sleeping, and then we we then had to go down downstairs. Oh. And it, it was such a clusterfuck of everything going wrong. Like, I, me wanting to jump off and no one letting me, and then me falling down the stairs and knocking myself out and just... <laughs> Everything going wrong that could have gone wrong. And it was one dude who was Mission Impossibling down. I almost sure named that good. I almost named that episode Going Downstairs Wrong. <laughs> fair, fair. And you know, for something to look forward to for listeners, uh stairs have entered in again in our most recent uh, from our, our most recent adventure, and they've also not gone well for me. <laughs> to be That's fair, right. like first time it was intro level stairs. These are boss stairs. <laughs> so you're moving up. Yeah, yeah. I'm learning. Get it? <laughs> I didn't. <mean> it. <laughs> but anyway, right back into the Dungeons and Flags Adventure Time. We're here with the cast of Dungeons and Flagons to hear their exciting experiences. Jazz, what's your favorite battle that you encountered? My favorite battle, probably, um, it was probably that time that I, as a bear, did that cross action with Noel <laughs> and knocked his head one way and the body the other. Yeah, that was... That was a shining moment for Asla. Yeah, very graphic. Gnolls uh... are one of the... one you know, tribe of sentient species that she just, she just don't, don't care for. That's true. (laughs) Asla has shown a, um, a compassion for pretty much every monster that you guys have encountered, Mm -hmm. except for Knowles. Yep. Mm -hmm. And Cronenberg's. Oh, those aren't, those are not sentient beings. (laughs) I mean, technically the Cronenberg's were part Knowles, so I guess it makes sense. No, they were made out of the people. All the kidnapped people. With a knoll on top. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. The knoll on top. Yeah. Did we jump through windows a lot? Yeah, in in that battle. Yes. That one, yes. Yes. Yes, It's been a while. (laughs) Nobody used the door. (laughs) You guys made a point of not using that damn door. That's right. Yeah, we don't like the door. Sean, stop giving us doors. Not going to happen. No more doors. No more. No more doors. No more light my fire. No more crystal ship. No more the end. It's just windows. Did I mention last actual episode we recorded that the distance you can journey on foot is exactly the distance from our house to TJ's house? Oh, no, you didn't. Uh, like the, an average walking speed? Is that yeah, what you're saying? If okay. you like spent the entire day walking, we get to TJ's. Oh. So how long did the Oregon That's Trail take? Right? Oh shit! Did I? I wrote. I wrote it down somewhere where we came up with last last week's episode's name. All I can say is it's good that you guys find the names for episodes because all of mine would be way too serious. <laughs> they would probably all be puns. Serious puns. I would be so into that. Sean, do you want to take a se- take a season and and name each episode? Yeah, it's just going to be like uh, 
rejected Game of Thrones novel titles. <laughs> you see, for some reason, I'm expecting you to write like, like emo band, like full paragraph titles or stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, the name of the wind in winter as it bites through your bones. <laughs> what is this episode about? Oh, they go into a party and they just kill a clown. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm like so close to naming episodes like they're episodes of Friends. The one, with <laughs> the one, the one where, where they yeah. beat up a knoll. Yeah. The, the one Friends with the bar fight. Mm, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the gang. Like. Yeah. The gang pisses off a multinational corporation. <laughs> The gang fight some zombies. Uh, well, this is a classic. Um, what was your favorite moment so far? In, in the release like, stuff, I assume. Yeah, well, yeah, probably. we probably should. We don't want to yeah. spoil no. things. Also, it would be very confusing. They're not going to catch up until, like, three months down the road. When Locrian died. Who knows? Is that a real thing? Is <laughs> you'll find out. Was he being facetious or was he being deadly serious? <laughs> the one where the gang really fucks up and Asla leaves as a reindeer. <laughs> and Locrian ends up in jail. And or is it Jimmy in jail? No, it's Locrian no, in jail. Locrian in jail and Jimmy was what were you doing? Hanging out in an alleyway. <laughs> I was so, in trash. I was in trash. I was in a big pile of trash. Fancy trash. That's right. Fancy trash. Yeah, that's right. And there was a harpsichord. The part, like, the part when the well, like one of the guards, at, I'm a ranger, and one of the guards like strokes my neck and says, "Easy, girl, easy." <laughs> like, uh, oh, I, I, that was wonderful. From there on to the end was my favorite. Okay. Not to digress too much, but. <laughs> That was when that entire arc just started to be like, okay, we're going to take some time with this one. I was just like, no, we're here's a tangent. We're going to see how this goes. I just wanted you guys to like find some info about the mansion, but no. Just everything was going. We were just doing our thing. And, and Sean, you turned to Jess and say, Jess, what would you like to do? All right. Asla, it's your turn. What would you like to do? I would like to turn into a reindeer. Okay, you do. <laughs> Let me find stats for that. Oh my god! Yeah. It had to happen. I love that. If you listen back to that episode, there is a notable pause after you say that because none of us are anywhere near your wavelength at that point, and we're just like, "This is the greatest thing anyone's ever said." As we're realizing it. And that's those something... are my, that's why it's my favorite. I think those are my shining that, moments. Yeah, that, that was great. That's... I surprised even myself. There, there was a great moment. Um, it might be one of my favorite moments, but um, you guys broke in to the hotel room where the Greyhawks were, and uh, things have gone south, and they're about to like come into the room where Jimmy, you were just standing in the middle of. <laughs> And you like kind of take a pause in the action and you're like, quick, does anyone remember their names? And Jess, you just say, I'm Asla. (laughs) (laughs) Just dead serious. (laughs) But what what I love, what I love is that like two episodes earlier, when we ran into them in the middle of um, Litchfield. Litchfield. 
They were humans. Yeah. They were humans. And in my mind, I'm like, they're elves. <laughs> and then they just, I just kept calling them elves. And everyone was like, well, I guess they're elves now. <laughs> Favorite moments? JD, TJ? So I have a thing that I hate about myself, which is my surprised cackle laugh. Oh, <laughs> just on the, and I, <laughs> how can you hate that? I, I try so hard to not do it. And I did Don't. a really good job for a really long time oh in this you podcast. Never. <laughs> but it definitely, like, it's slowly gotten worn away. <laughs> and one spot that got me just absolutely broke me. I had to move the mic away from myself <laughs> was when it was, it was the combo of discovering what Steven's Intel and his way of giving us information and the entomologist. <laughs> I, I fucking lost it. That's one of my favorite moments. Yeah. <laughs> Oh god. Um oh, Steven. I mean, I've got I've got way too many favorite moments. I mean, any time where I just start laughing completely outright. <laughs> I I'm in heaven. I'm I'm loving that moment. Totally. Yes. Yes. And yeah. it happens so often. Yeah. But I think one of my proudest moments i guess mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's fucking rocky talkies yeah <laughs> oh. brilliant brilliant <laughs> and, and and i honestly don't know how wizards of the coast didn't make that the official name of them right like it's uh i think you still have inspiration for that <laughs> you do <laughs> There's that, but how they've sort of evolved into just cell phones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I was going to say, it makes sense. Yeah, it's a, it's a rock that you can talk to people mm -hmm. on. Like, they would, and wizards would eventually have, like, some sort of, like, hold function or just, like, a <laughs> ringtone for it. Yeah. Yeah. You can change. Like, do you want it to be subtle or not? Uh, it's vibrates. Uh, it just uh, blasts the Macarena. Okay, yeah. The uh, the Green Flame Lighthouse and your interaction, this is self-aggrandizing, but during the Green Flame Lighthouse where you guys uh, met the blue suit of armor mm -hmm. and the entire communication of uh, hand signs where you guys were trying to speak to it and it can only communicate by like trying to symbolize what was going on. <laughs> uh, and just that moment of like, uh, when, uh, Cora called Jimmy a halfling and <laughs> the, uh, armor says like, why don't you try seeing with your eyes and not your prejudice? <laughs> yes. Uh, that was, it's come back a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, but no, I, um, that felt, uh, I was, I kind of jumped into that a little bit blind of like, I wanted to have a mute 
witness, um, someone who had been there, um, but couldn't exactly say what had happened at the lighthouse, uh, and settled on an animated suit of armor, but didn't really figure out how it would talk to people. Uh, and then, uh, I think Cora was just trying, trying to like sign language to it or something like that. And, uh, it just worked out perfectly of being able to glean some of what it said, but not everything. So it was still kind of mysterious to everybody, but you could get a somewhat picture of what was happening. It just felt like a really good way to illuminate part of that story, but still keep things mysterious. Mm. Mm -hmm. Which is probably a very meta answer to the question. That and um, some of my favorite parts we haven't gotten to yet. Well, actually, <laughs> um, can we talk about the lost episode? Yes. Uh, yeah. So we had an episode that we recorded and got lost. Um, the audio quality, basically it deleted. So everything was gone. And that was one of the most Second most challenging part of the podcast, but the most rewarding, second most rewarding thing that happened in the podcast, um, just because the first episode that we had recorded got super, super dark really fast. Like, you got straight up murdered quite a few people. Um, and there was this whole thing with Baron Blackburn and he was just like casually chatting with Jimmy, but being threatening at the same time. Uh, and it was just like real intense yeah, and was... like, it took everything in a really dark turn. Um, Jimmy like straight up assassinated an elf. It was nuts. Uh, and then we had, because it was lost, we couldn't just like pick up where we left off because then it would just be like, what the hell happened? There's like an entire reel missing of this film. You started in a ballroom and suddenly we're just like the castle's on alert. What's happening? Um, so it was really interesting to start back from where we had previously and change things just a little bit. Like from a dungeon master's perspective, um, it was like kind of fudging how things happened. Like instead of, uh, Baron Blackburn, like jumping up to like leave the room when you guys did, he was more casual, but at the same time, you guys were taking things a little bit differently as well. Um, and it was, it was really, really rewarding to kind of have that branching storyline to have like a choose your own adventure where you can go back and be like, well, what if I had taken, uh, what if I had jumped to page 42 instead of page, 47. It was really, really fascinating to see how that all turned out. It was a good episode to lose because it was the one we should and could have and would have done over. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. I, I'm a huge fan of like any, any kind of like, um, um, uh, Rashomon's. So we unfortunately are the only ones who really got to experience <laughs> that, but like that was such a cool thing of getting to do something and then doing it again, but everything is slightly different and warped. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was very fun. But, and that, I'm that's just, a question. I'm just, I was just so glad that the rest of you were so chill about the fact that that episode <laughs> disappeared. Whereas <laughs> I 
was over here kicking my own ass, losing my shit, and up until like three o'clock in the morning trying to recover the file. Because I had the file and it just wouldn't recover. (laughs) I mean, I was okay with Blair not straight up murdering two innocent orcs. Yeah. I mean, so we can like wind that back a little bit. Yeah, I, I remember those messages from yeah. you, TJ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At like two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I gotta tell him. I gotta tell him. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, how did you guys feel doing that episode again? Like, did you feel like you had secret knowledge about what was supposed to happen? Did you feel like you were trying to recreate, or was it just like completely blank? Completely blank. Yeah, me too. I felt more tense than in the first one because we had already gone through this once. So my my thought was, well, Sean's not going to have it be the same thing. So at some point, we're going to step on something and it's going to be the secret snake door. So I was... <laughs> So I was just kind of waiting for that the whole time. I'm writing that down. I'm writing that down. <laughs> secret snake door. <laughs> yep. I mean, we've already encountered the secret snake door. We we solved it by yeah. look by, by th- jumping over it. By throwing marbles. <laughs> like, oh, there's a snake in that step. Let's pay attention to the wind. <laughs> <laughs> To be honest, that was like my first level trap for you guys. Yeah. Like, oh, roll a perception check. There's a snake. Oh. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Oh, and now you know about traps. That's right. Uh, Asla set that off by a vine whip. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, what was your most challenging moment for the podcast in terms of um, sort of your character role playing wise? Like, what was the most like, I don't know what I would do versus what my character would do. Anytime I'm straight up committing war crimes. (laughs) (laughs) That's the correct answer. Yeah. Good one. Let's Uh, poison the well. (laughs) Dear God. That's a, that's a, a teaser for, for next week's, episode that I put in was, okay, I'm going to go find coffee to poison this guy. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of it I can't talk about. Yeah. It hasn't come out yet. Yep. Locrian goes through through some shit later. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Uh. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I think, I think for me, the most challenging was just before the Shurnakur fight when I was convinced and it may have been the adult beverages, but I couldn't remember <laughs> that anybody else had any health because JD, you were dying, falling down the stairs. Okay, Jess, you had you had turned into a bear, but had taken some damage halfway through, so like mm-hmm. you had half your bear life. Okay, and. Cora wasn't doing well either, but I was at full he- full health, and we were about to go around a corner and fight a horde of fish monsters. Oh, that's yes, we. I remember that. And I was like, "No, I can't do this alone." 
um, that that reminds me. That is another kind of lost episode. The end of the Shurnakur fight. Yes. Yeah. Which admitted, um, we did the whole. Remind me, like we did the whole um, your amulet, JD as Locrian. Um, that little like kind of dream scene when you were locked in the illusion of Shurnakur. Like that's how you got the ability to heal people with that, yeah. right? That's in the yeah. podcast. Okay, that, good. That the actual it. killing of Shurnakur. Yeah, the the yeah. actual defeat of Shurnakur um is kind of missing. But yeah, that was a confusing thing where I was like, how do we do this? How do we get from point A to point B here? Which was another interesting thing of having that little um snippet of the Greyhawks talking to one another. And having um, Inquisitor Shen being like, they killed a fucking Aboleth? What the <laughs> fuck? Um, which, I mean, maybe everyone will see Inquisitor Shen again. You guys are going to see Inquisitor You're going to see Inquisitor Shen again. I'm just saying that right now. Uh, but it was a neat way to be able to introduce people and um, work around technical problems. It's always yeah. interesting to, like, through adversity, new solutions present themselves. Well, I also now have better recording software, so that's good. <laughs> that's also helpful, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, another running joke that that has just lived on. Frank. Yep. Frank. Ah, uh, the original. Yeah. I think there have been two Franks now. A real Frank and our Frank. Frank. There yeah. is a Captain Frank. Yeah, in yeah. Green Valley, there was a Captain Frank. Yeah. I did notice, Sean, that you did stop saying, well, let me be Frank. <laughs> yeah. I learned that lesson quickly. Because yeah. I'm not going to lie, I've been holding on another answer for that, hoping that you'd <laughs> say it again. <laughs> uh, don't tempt me. So. Don't tempt TJ. I was having a trouble with all of it in the beginning. Hmm. Yeah. Trying to decide. It was my first time playing and trying to decide what an elf raised as lions, as a lion, would react to things. Um, she doesn't really like people. Well, she she cares about things, but she doesn't like to be social. She's sort of like me in that respect. Um, so, it, yeah, it was, it was hard at first. I always liked Asla's, like, bluntness. Mm. It felt, it was a good mix. Um, not to besmirch anybody, mm-hmm. but the crazy shenanigans happening everywhere and like the bouncing off one another. And then Asla just emerges to be like, no, but what are we doing right now? That <laughs> is great for a dungeon master. And for me as a storyteller to be like, yes, Asla, this is what we're doing right now. I like the dynamic of when there's four of us, just cause it fills, it really does fill the, uh, the, the, the archetype of the, the four humors. Because we do have those, we all have those personalities. You know, that's why there's four Ninja yeah. Turtles and four. four Who's fi- phlegmatic? <laughs> Choleric, phlegmatic, sanguine, and red bile, black cool bile. <laughs> yeah, out of all of the characters, right? There's 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 the one who is, you know, always about 
going forth and doing what's right. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel that, you know, JD, that's you. <laughs> you know, there's the um there's the the brains of the operation. Which Who's that? Well, when when Cora was with us, it was Cora. There's the distant one, the uh the slightly outsider that the 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 Raphael if you're taking the Ninja Turtles route, mm-hmm. and that that's no, that's 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 you, Jess. Yeah. Totally. And then there's oh, there's the party dude, the crazy yep. one, and that's me, Michelangelo. Yep. I. So that makes Locri and Leonardo. Yep. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I I will say when we first were starting this, I did not know you cats at all um <laughs> i had maybe spoken like six words to you guys what we we what had gone it? down on a luxury liner we'd all died together yeah we all died together but i i came and in late to that process too because i was technically doing, i was doing something else and uh michael brought me in on that but i didn't know what the vibe of the game was going to be so if you listen to that first episode, I'm very quiet because I'm like, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if this is going to be shenanigans all the time or if Sean is doing a deathly right. serious <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, it's more like I'm trying to do a deathly serious and it's just shenanigans it all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then there's a great, a great quote that I think finally kind of summed up what Locrian became. <laughs> and I, I didn't really realize at the time, but I got this thing. Uh, praying to the sun god at night, himbo power move. Which Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, in case you haven't yet found out, we all met doing theater. Yeah. 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 Listeners. It's the reason for our success. Because we that... just inhabit those characters so well <laughs> and are able to commit to character voices without any inconsistencies. Yeah. Yes, but it's when characters are doing voices yeah. that we run into problems. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Three different voices for Mr. Silver. Because <laughs> Asla can't remember. Well, and then also, you know, Jimmy started off, you know, at that party doing a really bad James Mason. And then it turned into a really bad Hugh Grant. And then it went back to James Mason. And then it went back to Hugh Grant. So, yeah. So, yeah, we've been doing this for a little while. <laughs> we have. A little bit. And we're level five. <laughs> yeah, we're getting there. i got to make some shorter adventures. Have any of the ad- adventures gone, like, shorter than you expected them to? Never. Never? They've all gone longer? They've all they've all ballooned. <laughs> the, I, oh, God. I, um, I probably have been biting off more than I can chew for story. Um... To be honest, like even the um the Green Flame Lighthouse epilogue, the um the hangover episode, that's a truncated version of what I originally was anticipating you guys to have over there. Um oh, of like learning about dwarven culture and like how like the various factions inside of Sandspire like interacted with each other. And if you like 
to be honest, like if you guys just wanted to sail back home and let Roxanne head the other way, like we could have just truncated that entire thing and you guys would have like ended it, but you guys decided to go further east. So it was like, okay, like let's let's explore where that's gonna be. And then that again, coming from adversity, turned into a completely different thing. And it was kind of better for it because it was a lot shorter, a lot more succinct about what was going on there. And it kind of leaves that open space to go back to if we want to. Like what what's the deal with like beach dwarves and like the the dwarves who wear all of that like mining gear and you don't actually see and like the religious ones? Like what does that all mean? What's well, the that... deal with the beach dwarves? <laughs> well that was something we had we had uh it's all gonna be cut, but we had been talking about Stephen King a couple minutes ago. Um I remember yes. thinking that the whole Sandspire thing, like we got this glimpse at this huge thing, and then it's like, but enough of that. And I remember being like, oh, but I want to know. Yeah. yeah. I want right? to know about that guy. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Just another town that we burned to the ground. Yeah. That's it was made of rock. You can't burn it down. Someone did. Something so, did. Something did. There was a fire elemental did. Yeah. Oh. The- I'm 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 kind of glad that we've stopped doing that. Burning things to the ground? Yeah. Yeah. Just every town we come into just yeah, yeah. we're like And the, that's why I don't I don't think we had brains. <laughs> You're not of wrong. the four of the four humors you said we yeah, had yeah. brains and I don't think we did. No, we have brains. We had no intelligence. Yeah. You had brains. They were just maliciously aligned. Yeah. Well, like the brains of the operation just set fires to everything is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the trash can, man. Yeah. Well, he's no brains of the operation, Sean. I want listeners to write in, you know? Mm-hmm. I want I want to hear from our listeners. I want, you know, send us send us ideas, you know, like, hey. You guys should try this at some point. Like, I I loved that season two, which is the season we're currently in, I love that that's basically a heist. And and season three has a different theme to it altogether, and, and, which is cool because that's what we're in the middle of recording right now, and I can't wait for you guys to hear it because we've got some interesting developments and some um an interesting character returning um you know that that's cool um i i don't know about the rest of you but i loved doing the halloween episode oh my god oh, yeah. that, yes that was that's another one very of favorite fun. favorite <laughs> yeah. parts you know, it's like I'd love, so I'd love fun. to do, a you know more one-off holiday episodes. <laughs> Arbor Day. Yeah, you know. MLK Flag Day. Junior Day. Oh yeah, big. Uh, like again, kind of a peek behind the screen, but big props to Sean for me looking at the calendar and being like, "Oh, we're getting close to Halloween. Should we do a one-off?" And Sean just pulling that whole adventure together. Yeah. And like, 
a day. To be fair, to be yeah. fair, I did rip off Little Shop of Horrors <laughs> in its entirety. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. But you know, also, we, we got to have fun with that one because we I got to use yeah. a lot of pitch modulation on the uh on 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 the voices that you were doing and stuff like that. And I that love it when I get my, to do that. I love that. One of self-aggrandizing moment, one of my favorite things was when um I the pumpkin revealed itself and I just hear Jess whisper like is the pumpkin Levi Stubbs? <laughs> and then I, I just had the opportunity to say, no shit, Sherlock. And then it, yeah. everything. And then sense. everything clicked in. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's literally, it was just a little shot before is the entire time. I No skill on my part. Absolutely <laughs> none. Just, you say just that, me but... ripping off Roger Corman. You say that, but you drew us in, man. Yeah. Yeah. You did a great job with Absolutely. that story. Well, I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember Chantal saying, I, I love how innocent you were uh, when you were asking about the hot peppers. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that moment still kills me. Just you repeating the peppers again and again. <laughs> that was another fantastic little bit of world building to have like, oh, they're from El Rado. And then that yeah. little bit of Locrian being like, oh, have you have you been there? <laughs> Which is why I said after eating the hot peppers, Locrian, your mother's a whore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> screw you, screw your town, screw the, the whole city. <laughs> And that I was when you were like, and you're dying of fire in your mouth. They're super spicy, and I just drew back to that time I ate a ghost chili. Oh god! And that's what it was like. I had another question for everybody, um, which was, what's one question that you guys have about the world? The world. Yeah. Sean, Ask the why DM. Bad things happen to good people. <laughs> um, yeah. Because otherwise the story is boring. <laughs> what happened in Arcadia to make everything disappear? Well, Arcadia, the bar in Portland, Maine, <laughs> was shut down due to the COVID 19 epidemic, but they have since expanded into a larger okay, location. Arcadia. There we go. <laughs> um, scholars maintain. Uh, there's a few different uh, answers to that. Um, some people say that because the dragons left, that doom fell over the entire continent. Uh, the Empire maintains that rampant magic use kind of uh, destroyed the entire lands with sorcerers exploding everywhere and magical anomalies being summoned and making the land uninhabitable for people. Uh, some folks say there was a plague. Some people say there was a war between the differing Acadian states. Uh, it's kind of a mystery. And maybe we'll find out some more about that in the next adventure. You see, that's what we call a lead-in for future episodes, if people are excited <laughs> about what's going on. I didn't plan that lead-in, by the way. Well, really nicely done. Thank you. I have a question that I think I can ask. 
because I believe it's been released. I believe in you. <laughs> I does, believe. Believe it. Does the existence of the school of muscular wizardry imply the existence of other levels of fitness wizards? Hmm. Um. Sure. Why not? I'm. <laughs> I need to meet them. You mentioned it as a joke, and I'm desperate to meet them. God, I, I understand. I understand this need. So, Sean, has there been something that you've set up as an encounter that you were not prepared for the way that we handled it outside of that first episode? Yes. Okay. Is that all you can say? Well, okay. Well, um, the first episode was kind of a whatever. Like, that was a who knows what's going to happen. Um, although I tried to cage it to be, like, examples of, like, this is turn order. This is making a sneak roll. This is, or stealth check. Um, and, like, to introduce things to, like, try and be like, a, oh, this is the tutorial level of Dungeons and Dragons. Um, and then the inn itself, like I had planned for like, okay, if they burn down the place, this is how we're going to deal with things. So <laughs> I had kind of baked that into it. Um, but like the, um, encounter with the pirates in the first episode, like I had planned out like, okay, what if they like join the pirates? Like, what if they just like okay. start going out with them? So I had made this elaborate backstory for Captain um, Bloodfang and uh, oh. Mr. Smite and everybody uh, and rolled stats for them and then you didn't even fight them. You were just fighting like a bunch of kobolds and it was just like alright, all right, this is how we're going to do it. Uh, and then the lightning breaks up the fight. Yay! Um, but yeah, there's been there's been a lot of encounters where you guys have just gone in a completely different direction and I've just kind of winged it huh. i guess sure. um i've i've earlier on i was planning out encounters and then we just never in, encountered them so i just started being a lot more free form in how i planned what was going to happen more um these are elements that might come into play as opposed to here's a specific designed thing that you guys are going to do uh, so um, I guess it's uh, less like when you're playing a video game and you come to a boss fight and there's like certain mechanics that are going to happen. Um, it's less you guys go through and see that boss and more the boss is out there somewhere and he can do certain things. And like if you encounter him, then he'll do that stuff. Or if you go in this different direction and do this other thing, he might show up later and do something slightly different because you're encountering him at a different time, just trying to keep things organic and flowing and um, somewhat believable in terms of, yeah, uh, you didn't meet him at this point in time, so his plot got advanced, and therefore he has these other things that he wouldn't have had if you had fought him earlier on. Which might be spoilers, but we'll, we'll see. <laughs> Have there been any, like... Is that a sufficient any... non-answer? That was, that was great. Good. That was perfect. Have there been any um, any things that you had planned 
that we either rolled very well or very poorly, so you had to abandon that plan? Oh, yes. Um, oh, shoot. Um, there was. Um, there was... Uh, there was something that you guys picked up on right away, and it just wasn't a thing anymore. And I can't remember what that was. It was on something during uh, the uh, holdings and acquisitions arc where you just completely uh, skipped over a challenge. It was just like, okay, yeah, you, it's fine. <laughs> Let's just ignore that then. Uh, yeah, I think it was something about uh, getting into um, the bottom of the keep which um, you it just wasn't a factor anymore. And it's just like, okay, yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, do you have any other questions about, like, dungeon mastering? Like, references? Or, like, has there been anything where you're like, Sean, are you, are you referencing Big Trouble in Little China right here? Or anything like that? Any questions well, about story? There's the reference that I completely missed in the moment, but I later found out was a ref was not and it was not a reference at first, but it became a reference was lesson Ben. Oh, Ben, that's right. I didn't realize at the time. I just I even wrote it down, and then later when we were in like a, a preamble before the show, just kind of talking, I happened to glance down and see that. And I was like, Oh, like, and I was like, Oh fuck. Okay. That's what he was doing. It's Ben and Leslie. No <laughs> parks and recreation. Yes. Yeah. They're just two, uh, low level civil servants who are doing a job and falling in love. Who are humans, uh, not elves. Who are decidedly human. Yes. Well, that's the thing is Sean, you were saying that they had different names at first that I don't remember. And oh yeah, and then it's just funny that we like we insisted that they must be in love, and we pushed them together, and we did this whole thing. And now I'm like, oh, was that an like? Did you want us to try to get them together, Sean, or was that not at all? Like that was entirely <laughs> your guys' career. I was not even thinking about it. It was just like originally, like their names were based off two characters from like the Western, The Searchers, because I thought like, oh, that's a reference. Uh, and then it just became like, oh no, obviously they're Leslie Nope and Ben Wyatt because they're falling in love right now. And I don't even remember which one of us was like, you guys dig each other. Yeah, you do. It was all of you. It was all of yeah. you. I mean, I, I do remember singing Let's Get It On. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's something. That's something. The the amount of singing we do. Oh yeah. Just the amount of referential singing. Yeah. It's a fair amount. And Dragon Ball Z intros that we throw out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it's it's a real song or it's just us noodling as we're trying to find <laughs> the die we're looking for or yeah. looking something up in a book. Industry. Maybe on the move. Is there a different kind of campaign that anyone would like to see or do? 
I I would I would love because you know we're getting better with our characters. We're figuring out our characters. We're figuring out who mm-hmm. we are. Mm-hmm. And you know whether it's you know a season away or whatever, but start doing some genre jumping. A week with <laughs> these same guests. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up, like, uh, for a few paintballs more. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, we have we have talked about time travel off, off air. We've talked uh, about possibly doing time travel. Yeah, well, <laughs> we've... I, um, I did have a few ideas about different genres yeah. that could come into play that were in the same world. So, oh, cool. Maybe that wish will come true. Strike true. Just, just as long as you know you you strike true. As we, <laughs> as we um, you know, as we enter those seasons, you know, you just you let JD know so he can rework the theme to fit the season. <laughs> Oh yeah, I, I I think with the way that we're currently releasing stuff, um, by the time we get to it, you guys will know, and it'll still be like a fresh surprise for you all about what's going on. Okay, that's yeah, yeah, and that's something that we've I've talked about off mic and everything, but it's kind of a f- interesting thing of that I, I think Jess probably has to has a similar thing where we're as players we're going along with something and like we don't know if this person's going to come back in a significant way or whatever and then later if they do it's like oh fuck i didn't do a song for this person or i didn't do any art oh, of this person or whatever mm-hmm. it's like shit now okay hold on i have to go back and i have to yeah. rework you have to wear those two hats yeah it's been like a few things because like there's there was a couple times that horizon front got mentioned early way on before like yeah you hinted about it pretty early on yes because you're very good at what you do Thank you. <laughs> well, yeah, because you gotta yeah. set this stuff up to make it organic. Yeah, no, and it's great. But then later, I'm like, fuck, I, I should have put a string thing there. <laughs> yeah, R- Rodan had the tattoo. Yeah, Rodan and Turtle Man. Even- yeah, the Corrosion Trading Company, like the, the wreck boat that you guys found, that was a KTC yeah. boat. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I mentioned Blackburn Corporation a few times before. Like you actually got there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And who knows what other foreshadowing you have encountered so far. We'll probably run into my nemesis again. Trixie? Yeah. Trixie? Yeah, of course. That bitch. Also, I... True love. (laughs) I'm so happy I pulled Trixie Demogorgio out of my butt. That name (laughs) came out of... Oh, my God. That was a good good name. That was a good did name. You think, did you think that encounter was going to lead to... Oh, uh, no, your curtain's falling. Ah, <laughs> um, uh, Slenderman. <laughs> did you think that that character was going to come back at all? When you... I first... had... Yeah, I had planned for Trixie to be, um, like, a, one of those NPCs who you can go to for, like, upgrades and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I, I did not anticipate what her character would be. <laughs> 
Like I had a picture like, oh, it's a gnome. Uh, yeah, or a, who can do stuff? And then um, the whole like weirdly flirtatious and like having this like venomous history with uh, Jimmy. That that all came up in, mm. when we were playing it. We learn a lot more about her in this uh, next season, dear listener. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> With more to come. Yes. <laughs> this is something that I always ask. Yeah. But what stories and adventures do you guys want to go on with your characters? Like, what does Jimmy and Lucrian and Asla want? I'm not good at that yet. I'm still, like, I don't know what to expect, and I don't know. A lot of the stuff I can't talk about yet because again a lot of cool shit's coming up listener locrian goes through some shit um so exploring exploring the shit that comes up in a couple episodes from where we are or was released last week who the fuck knows um (laughs) exploring those things is always cool i can say that i want to i definitely want to delve into jimmy and aslo's pasts i definitely want to see those Mm -hmm. those things unfold yeah because I wrote one hell of a backstory for Jimmy the Goat Opeshi. And oh, yeah. um um friends and listeners if you uh if you want if 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 you want to know my writing style um or how I wrote my uh my character's backstory I just want you to go and listen to the uh the podcast The Dollop. Um because that is how I wrote my backstory. Like it was an episode of The Dollop, which is a hilarious <laughs> American history podcast. So, um, hey, there's TJ's recommendations for the week. We, I, I could say that, Sean, I came to you with this idea, right? You did. Yeah. yeah. This, was, this was something that I had wanted to do. Um, it's all TJ's fault. It's all my fault. <laughs> and it was I the seed from which this grew. Yeah. Um, because I listened. This was born TJ's seed. <laughs> to Harmontown. Harmon, yes. Dan Harmon's podcast, where they would occasionally play Dungeons and Dragons. And it was ridiculously funny because it was people who really didn't know how to play and they and but they all had really strong backgrounds in improv mm-hmm. and i was like oh my god that's what i want to do i want to do i want to play dungeons and dragons with people that i know who know how to improv or want to work on their long-form improv skills and record it. And so I, I I came to you, Sean, and we talked about who we thought could be good people for it. And, yes. and you done good. You done good, too. I, I just did what I normally do. It's, uh, it's just me being me. Uh, <laughs> what was your... Prior exposure to D and D, Jess. Ma- oh yeah, Jess. JD. None. <laughs> None at all. None at all. 
I LARPed in the woods for one night <gasps> yeah. once in college. <laughs> I, I, I did. I, story I wanted to hear. Stayed in a, a cabin um, and played. I think I was like a, a barbarian of some kind. My name was Roby Wickstrom. <laughs> but I left the event early because I went and wa- saw Jane Goodall speak at the Franklin Park Zoo the next morning. Oh, so. shit. All right. This is the Again. last story. Yeah. That's and so I, good. Mm-hmm. That is like that's yeah, that's really good weekend. (laughs) Yes. uh, Yes, exactly. Holy shit. I never knew that. And then I and I met Jane Goodall through a window. They had cut off a um the line to go meet her, but um we tapped on the window where she was sitting, signing her books, and she turned around, she's like (gasps) and we were like so that's my Jane Goodall experience, which is funny because one of the books she wrote about the chimps um, was called Through a Window. Hey, so, all right. There you go. I'm happy with that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, other than that, it was not, um, I, I I have never done D&D. How about you, Jenny? Uh, I hadn't really done uh, much D&D at all. Like there have been a couple times that people had tried to set stuff up but it never really happened so most of my exposure was just like watching like dimension 20 and stuff like that which was fun and exciting that was i also had one kind of larping experience but it was different and weird <laughs> okay oh yeah yes i still have the big foam sword upstairs <laughs> i'll bring it next time <laughs> i'll have it ready <laughs> So I think it's funny that 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 we all have a a, a weird LARPing experience. Oh, oh, mine mine was different. Yeah. Mine was happened. different. It was at Point Sebago. We were doing a um a murder mystery weekend, um, and the theme for the murder mystery weekend was Comic Con. Ooh, and Fun. we were like, well, what do what do nerds like to do? And then I watched a whole bunch of of videos of Comic Con, and I went to Comic Con, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Research, doing research, doing research. Got paid to go to uh, the Boston Comic Con. Um, awesome. And I just saw nerds everywhere, as far as the eye could see, and they were they were beating each other up with foam swords. And my brother was like just confused and slightly disturbed by what he was seeing. And so we decided that the the murder mystery was a weekend. So, you know, we started Friday night and we had our first murder. And then we went to Saturday morning. And then Saturday afternoon, we had to have an event for all of the guests to participate in where there would be a second murder. And so we decided to have all of the guests divide up into two teams and and battle each other <laughs> and oh with with swords and everything and with with foam swords and pool noodles and and everything and 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 my brother was dressed up as a wizard he had a long white flowing wig and a long white flowing beard and a big gray cape that billowed in the wind as he ran around and he was throwing little balls of baby powder and glitter at people (laughs) 
and when they would oh, get God. hit by it, they would be healed and they could get up and battle more. And he's running around and he's wearing this big gray cape. And on top of the wig, he wore the back part of a Darth Vader helmet. Um, so that was a, an amazing visual. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'll see if I can find pictures of it because it was epic. But my job was to provide the score for it. And so I set up giant speakers and I played uh, the Battle of Pelennor Fields from Return of the King as this epic battle is going on in front of me and people are like getting all into being dying and and being hit by swords and like, oh, and then fall and die in slow motion to this music. And I'm sitting there watching it and loving every second of it because it is so ridiculous as my brother is running back and forth with a Darth Vader helmet, no mask, and a white wig and beard and throwing things at people going, you're healed and you're healed. And and then people would try to attack him with swords and he'd run away like E.T. And it was, it was amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I, well, that sounds awesome. I love that you started off that story by being like, well, what do nerds like? Let me do some deep character work to figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I learned oh, that Comic-Con, like outside of San Diego, Comic-Con is just a big flea market. Yeah. yeah. With a lot of B.O. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. Yep. You want to go to PAX. That's that's where the real fun's at. PAX East. Okay, yep. someday. Maybe, maybe someday people will uh, listen to, enough people will listen to this and they'll invite us. <laughs> or we'll just show up and <laughs> just, bring, yeah. bring a bunch of shit. Yeah. Hey. See, see how far we get. There's four of us. They can't stop us all. That's right. <laughs> the enforcers wait for no man. <laughs> oh, have you actually this is a fun tidbit. I don't know if you've ever said Asla's full name and what it means. Where I don't think so from. either. Your time to shine. Oh, right now. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was just because I, I was just thinking, how would I ever say that in character <laughs> like in, in the game? Yeah. Yeah. So Asla is taken from Aslan, the lion from Lion Witch the Wardrobe, but, but sort of a female flair to it. Asla. Her last name is Ingunyama, as in Ingunyama. Ingunyamabaya, or whatever the. Ingunyamabana, Ingunyama, Ingunyamabana. So, yes, it, in Lion King, under Circle of Life. Um, translated to, I, uh, it is a lion, yes, yeah. father, it is a lion, I believe, yeah. over and over. Yeah, look at um, the lion. Look, yeah. Um, so. But it's not That's Swahili because Swahili for lion is Simba. Right. So it's um it's Circle of Life is written in three different African languages. Yeah. Um, I can't remember which ones, but it's um, you know, Lebo M. Mm-hmm. That guy wrote it using three different languages mixed together. Yeah. Um, to loosely translate like father, yes, it is a lion to be in the verse. And then um 
you know, at the bridge or wherever <laughs> it, it says, um, a lion and a leopard walk together into the open place or something. I'm, I'm, I'm butchering it, but paraphrase something like that. Yeah. All right. So it sounds freaking cool. That is, it is freaking cool. It is freaking cool. JD, where did your character's name come from? Uh, huh. So I don't think we've actually said my character's last name, so I'll probably wait on that. But um, Locrian uh, is one is the the seventh mode of the diatonic series. Uh, it's largely considered to be the most harsh and uh, hardest to write in mode and the least usable. <laughs> All right, so we'll put up we'll, we'll get a little silence here, and. You can play some chords in it at that point. All right. All right. I'll, I'll write something in low Korean. Yeah. You just gave me a fucking death sentence. Okay. Uh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Jimmy the Goat. Jimmy the Goat Opeshi. Um, <laughs> so, Jimmy the Goat was actually a name of a newsboy during the Newsies strike <laughs> in 1899. This explains all of your downtime <laughs> <Awesome>. activities. <laughs> He was an actual striking newsboy who would headbutt people, and that's why they called him the goat. Oh, cool. And I think he also used to eat anything. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And Opeshi, because I want, for a little bit, I was thinking about doing a really bad Irish accent. <laughs> so I threw the O in there, but then I decided I was going to do a really bad Joe Pesci impression. So I threw the Pesci in there. And that's where. Yep. Oh, Pesci. Oh, Pesci. And thus, the Joe legend Pesci. was born. Yep. When we were, when we were all building, Pesci. when we were all building our characters, um, you had already built uh, Jimmy <laughs> and we were kind of like looking to Sean, like, what are you looking for here? And he was like, I already let TJ be a gnome barbarian, so you just go ahead and do what do feels whatever. fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, in original, the original edition of Dungeons & Dragons, the first ones, gnomes couldn't be barbarians. Yeah. But by the time... Sure was just a class. <laughs> like dwarf or elf. You, you were yeah. like an elf cleric. You were just an elf. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but by the time um, three, what what the hell was the three? What? Third edition? Yeah. 3.5? Th 3.5. Thank you. Um, by the time 3.5 came out, gnomes could be barbarians. So. And, oh, cool. and you know, I it was a funny combination in my head. Um, and, you know, 
actually um one of the one of the players on Harmontown was a gnome barbarian. And so I wanted to sort of pay play, pay homage to that to uh my inspiration for for coming up with the you know w- you know with our podcast and uh mm-hmm. and and paying homage to my origins of wanting to do it with creating a character similar to one on that boy. Oh, I can't, I, I really want to delve into my backstory at some point <laughs> just so we could meet some of the other great characters named in my backstory, like Louis Suckafinger and Barney <laughs> peanuts. <laughs> One lung Pete. Yeah, one one lung Pete. Oh, one lung Pete. He had asthma. <laughs> Louis Suckerfinger never took his index finger out of his mouth. He had filthy hands, all except for the tip of that one finger. Ew. Ew. <laughs> Louis Suckerfinger was a real guy too. Actually, all of the, all of my my backstory characters, except for Louis Suckerfinger, are based on. Newsies from from that newsboy strike. Um, Louis Suckerfinger was actually growing up my grandfather's best friend. Did he really suck a finger? Yeah, that's why they called him Louis Suckerfinger. Real life little rascals growing up in the depression on the streets of Revere, Massachusetts. Do you guys have any characters Uh. that you would want to play, or like classes or something that you'd want to play? So many. Yes. Yes. I have a I have a character in the wing. A tiefling bard. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I like her backstory. Yeah. Um, kind of like so she's yeah, I have I have her all planned out. Maybe yep. I should just keep her in my back pocket. Hmm. That's the thing. I have I have one in my back pocket too that I really want to use as well. So mm-hmm. if enough people like this and show interest in what these other characters are, maybe we'll figure something out there. The B squad. The B squad. Oh, it's perfect. I have a couple. One is a um a myopic ranger. <laughs> oh, cool. Oh my god. <laughs> it's basically Mr. Magoo. What are you? <laughs> are you my favorite foe? Oh my what? God. No, you're just you're just an elf. Oh my god, that is hilarious. Yep. yep. How about you, Sean? Every NPC. <laughs> yeah, he gets to pick them all. Every, like all of the Greyhawks. <laughs> yeah. All of the enemies you guys have fought. Uh, well, uh, some of them are devoted bad guys, so they're overpowered, so I wouldn't play them because it would just not be fun. But um uh like every any Greyhawk, just pick them. Um <laughs> I those are characters that I would have wanted to play. Um there are a few others, but you guys might meet them later on, so I don't want to introduce mm. them just yet. Mm-hmm. Well, there is um uh, a Kenku grave cleric who is just trying to serve the Raven Queen um to the point where he's granted flight, and that he's just he's just trying to be the best Kenku that he can be, so that someday he can fly. Also, a, a Githyanki um pirate who's basically just Han Solo, but yeah. That's I thought crazy. we already met your uh, your Han Solo character. No, that's my Kurt Russell character. <laughs> yeah, that's Captain Ron. You can tell because his name is Kurt Russell Leaf. Kurt Russell Leaf. That's right. 
uh, and his horrible, horrible crew. <laughs> but you liked Mr. Togo. I love That's... Mr. Togo. Locrian loves Mr. Togo. I, I feel like I should come clean about all my references, but I also feel like I shouldn't because no one's going to get them anyway. Do it. Well, Let's maybe we it. should ask. Where's Mr. Togo from? Mr. Togo is a character from the Japanese horror film House. Oh, um, my God. I was just... Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, the creepy... I was just watching that. Uh, janitor cleaner guy, Mr. Togo. Yeah, that's where that name came from. <laughs> right. Awesome. Wow. Okay. Awesome. Uh, Drift. Uh, Kurt Russell Leaf is. Yeah, it's Captain Ron. Um, Driftwood is because in the Monster Manual it, or um, the Player's Hand, somewhere, some official book, it talks about Kenku taking names from where they're uh, located, where they like learn how to speak, or like names or sounds that they heard a lot when they were learning. Because Kenku in the Monster Manual like mimic sounds, they don't actually speak. Uh, so Driftwood was just um, basically um, this is one of the characters that I wanted to play was a just like found amongst a shipwreck. So he was found amongst Driftwood and that's why he was named that. Uh, all of the Greyhawks are John Carpenter characters. Uh, <laughs> except for Joe. and we're, But even Joe is still kind of one. Uh, and who else? Uh, uh, what's, um, all the dwarves are named after either a element on the periodic table or an emotion through some cockney, um, reference like, uh, Aggie is named after gold, AG, uh, Sorry, um, silver. Um, AU is gold. AG is silver. Oh. Uh, or rocks. So like rock, rock sand. Who? Rock sand. Oh. Rock sand. <laughs> I said rock sand. Rock sand. Uh, Bory Craghammer is boring. Sure, not Kerr was just trying to think of some sort of Cthulhu sounding name. Yeah, I got that. Yeah. And um, uh, what's his face? Who? Oh, uh, what did I name that Kuatoa, the mayor of the town? Bob Bobble. Bob yeah. Bobble. Bob Bobble. Yeah. Um, the name is nothing, but uh, the voice is my Doug Henning voice. Yeah. Pretty much. And Lonnie's your Lonnie. Lonnie's Lonnie. Yeah. Uh, the Blackburn Corporation is just the entirety of the uh, Galactic Imperium from Star Wars. Uh, if you want to, it might be fun to explain Lonnie and your connection. to <laughs> Yeah. So there's this musical called Rock of Ages. <laughs> uh, and uh, we did that years ago. And I played Lonnie, who is basically the narrator of the piece. He's a, a hard rocking, mullet wearing, uh, handlebar mustachioed bard, uh, you could yeah. say. Uh, who sings about what's happening a lot. So I just put him in our Dungeons and Dragons campaign <laughs> and I'm doing the same voice that I did for Lonnie and trying to get as many mannerisms as I can improvise around that. For voices, uh, man, um, Captain McCready is basically um, what's-her-face from the Adventure Zone, um, the head of the uh, 
Bureau of Balance. No. Bureau of Balance. Yeah. What's her face? I should know this. Oh God. Oh, this is embarrassing. This will be cut. This will all be cut. <laughs> this is the thing that we cut. This is the yeah. thing that we cut. Me not being able to reference the Adventure Zone. But when, but when I sent, I sent a thing. Hey, Sean, do you want me to cut this part here where you say that your improv goes away? <laughs> You're like, no, leave that in. <laughs> we we have to acknowledge our mistakes, otherwise we shall never grow. <laughs> oh no, no, I said something even more crazy. It was like we must allow our shadows to be there so the bright parts are all the brighter. <laughs> it's basically um the same kind of voice. I'm aiming for it and then it just kind of permutated into its own thing. Uh Aberford is stock old wizard voice. Sure. Uh Lonnie's Lonnie. Joe is just talking low and short. Uh, Bory Craghammer is basically, um, well, uh, talking in the back of your throat and kind of being bashful about it a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. Hey. I know a lot of people when they play D&D some people really lean into it and other people really avoid it is like romance and things like that. And there was a couple times when I was re-editing some stuff and I was going, uh, putting music and stuff between Asla and Blair that made it so that I was like, <laughs> I want these two to be a couple. I want them to be together forever. I could almost see that though. Cause she's, she almost like how, Sean is kind of when he's not talking about D and D, he often doesn't really say much. <laughs> and I might pick out like maybe that's sort of an Asla type thing to, oh hey Blaine, hey Blake, <laughs> why don't you notice me a little? Let me light a, light a fire under your butt. <laughs> and maybe she kind of like likes or has that as a challenge or something. I don't know. Asla's also just a little confused and not really um she doesn't think too deeply about how she might feel about she's still someone. going through elf puberty uh, maybe <laughs> everything happened she's, i mean elf puberty takes like 80 years yeah so. so she isn't she's a young no isn't she like 200 didn't we decide she's like 200 yeah but that's like 19. Okay, so I mean, she's a young adult, but she also, everything happened to her differently and or later mm -hmm. because she kind of thought she was a lion for the first part of her life. At least the first hundred years or so. Yeah, and then she finally, and then she had no lot more lions and then had to sort of realize she was an elf and that's when she met and lived with the wood elves for a little while before taking off on her own. So we can look into that another time, maybe. I really like that. I, I like. I really like that Asla is arguably the most emotionally dense character mm -hmm. of the ones that we have here, just mm -hmm. because if if only if only just the fact that very often there will be a lot of shenanigans going on, and Asla will be like, I don't know what Asla's feeling right now <laughs> with all of this. <laughs> bullshit going on. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. But it's, she's always sort of conflicted in most things. The Gamora slash Nebula of the group. Yeah. Oh, definitely the Nebula of the group. Mm-hmm. This is something I'm going to keep in. I, I'm going to insist that we keep in is uh, just a side thing. My mom still always talks about you playing Nurse Ratchet, And I also still really? <laughs> always talk about it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That means so much. The, That's been coming up a lot this week or just Ratchet has been coming up. And so I've been thinking a lot about that show. It's, so thank you. That means a lot. It was, uh, again, we, we can cut this totally fine if you want to, but there's a subtlety that you put into it that made me very happy because a lot of times, especially on like a big stage, like Portland stage, or, uh, whatever, it's, the theater is way too big. <laughs> it's way too big of a stage. Um, so there's often people go too big and you, there was so much subtlety in that performance and it was. Thank you. Except for the people who were sitting in front of me. It was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck God. those people. Oh, fuck them is right. You were on the phone in the beginning of Act 2. No. Yes. They called and said, it's starting. They called someone oh my in the God. lobby. Why? <laughs> oh, my God. They should know. God. They're in the lobby. Jesus. They can hear. Oh, my God. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, I love patrons. I love patrons. Yep. Oh, my God. It would be so much better if it weren't for the audience. Oh. And then during the death, they, they said, I've been waiting the whole show for this. Uh. It's like, hey. Wow. Shut the fuck up. Huh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, those people aside, <laughs> um, I am, that. that's very nice, JD. And you'll have to thank your mom so much I, I for that, too. That I have really sort of missed over this past year. Like, I kind of forgot that theater gives me affirmation. This has been a good lifeline in terms of creative output. It's true. And social output. Yeah. Like being able to see you guys every week or every other week. Yeah. We don't really see people. That was an unfortunate thing that I felt like I needed to add at the end of the flagons episodes because we started releasing during the pandemic so i started doing that yeah. call to action at the stay end safe. and i ended with stay safe <laughs> yeah, yeah i hate that i had to add that but felt right but it, yeah absolutely oh yeah it's a good thing to say i say carry it over oh that'll be the last thing that our that locrian says before he dies oh, uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh god <laughs> oh, it makes me so sad to know that's what you're going to say In next a million week. Y- <laughs> <laughs> Is it bedtime? Is that what you were going to say, hopefully? I, I, hopefully. <laughs> Sorry. That's staying in. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, you can. Everybody knows that I am, like, always the one that wants to go to bed. Oh, it's, I don't it's great. They I, know. I, I, several I times. Where I'm like, Asla doesn't know. She's ready to go but home. But they don't know the context. It is really Yeah, I don't know. But anyway. Time. We could tell everyone. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, ever notice when you're listening that just Asla all of a sudden disappears halfway through an episode? Because <laughs> Asla fell asleep on the couch. Uh, yeah. It's because Asla's gone to bed. It's true. It is. So far, yeah. so far, only two of us have fallen asleep during episodes. Yep. So that's yes. pretty good. Yep. That's right. Yep. I fell asleep uh, hard a couple weeks ago. That was 
That was really almost quite fell cute, out of the chair. <laughs> I view this as a call to make things more succinct. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this. Uh, what 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 is this? A retrospective, a uh, an in depth look, uh, a behind the scenes, rambling drunken conversation about yeah yeah about Dungeons and Flagons, our podcast yeah. where we are at some strange number listed podcast where drunk people play Dungeons and Dragons. It's not that high, but it's not that low. That's either. right. Yeah. We're the Goldilocks like of drunken podcasts about Dungeons and Dragons. In the state of Maine. In the state of Maine. Southern Maine, even. <laughs> oh, God, you can't compete with those aristic folks. God. Um. So, yeah, thank you for listening to all of this nonsense that we do uh, week after week. Um, I want to thank, uh, everybody else on the podcast, JD, Sean, Jess, um, for sticking with this in, in, in this time of oh, whatever the hell this is. Good I'll job. take you back TJ <laughs> and thanking JD and Sean and, uh, you guys are my peeps and that's why I do it. I'll thank you back, Jess, mm -hmm. and I'll thank JD and TJ for all of their hard work and putting this in. And I'm glad that everyone wants to make a crazy story together. And and I really hope JD tells us all to fuck off. Uh <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna thank you guys. I'm I'm doing my own thing. JD's in this for himself. He's a lone wolf. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> As exemplified by his gauntlets. Callback. <laughs> oh, hey. You know, like us on Facebook, uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Um, if you have anything you want to say to us, you can reach us at, uh, you know, what are we, we're at the Knights of Bart or Knights of Bart or what? <laughs> at Knights of Bart. Thanks. I don't know. At Knights of Bart. At Knights on of Twitter, Bart. Instagram, and Facebook. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. Just and nice of at gmail.com. Yeah. Send your questions. Send your suggestions. Send your recipes. Yeah. Fuck. Let's get recipes. Send your drink mixes. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us what we should be drinking. Maybe we'll start letting people yeah. know what we're drinking. You got some crazy DD &D themed like beverages, like tavern punch or like uh hearty ales or Fenrisian ale. Give us Thunder Punch. I, I do have a recipe for Thunder Punch. When we can finally meet again in person, I'm serving everybody that. Yay. Okay, I was wondering if that was real or not. <laughs> it's real. It's a real thing. I was drinking that um, <laughs> a few times when things got off the rails. Uh, Sean's birthday? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> he, he doesn't remember. I remember everything that happened there. It's my shame that I did not make you roll initiative at all. <laughs> I have many shames in this podcast. Love you all. Love you all. Stay and goodbye. Safe. And good See night. you next week. <laughs>